0: Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. Petra Puskarova, our European Energy Risk Manager, to talk us through what's been happening in the European commodity markets. Uh, Petra, as ever, uh, there's a lot going on in gas, prices remain high, and big concerns over security of supply in the winter. What's the current situation?
0: As always, and we didn't have so much change since last time we spoke, apart from the ongoing increase in gas prices. Since we last spoke, the situation around Freeport explosion worsened. We are actually seeing some impact on European LNG imports, and we actually will see June ending lower than May. On the top of it, I'm not not sure now exactly which day we met. I do believe it was around exactly one or two days before Nord Stream 1 flows dropped significantly. So those are now steady at 40%, and as a result of that, we are seeing less gas coming into Europe. All eyes are on the maintenance, and all eyes are on what will be the outcome of the maintenance. So there's maybe we can say three scenarios. After the maintenance, including the normal annual maintenance, the turbine that has gone broken will be fixed too, and Nord Stream 1 will return to 100% flows, which could then see gas prices easing. Then we've got the base case scenario where after the maintenance Nord stream one returns but it will maintain the 40 percent flows which would basically means that prices after the expected spike during the maintenance would return to current ranges around 130 140 euros per megawatt hour or Nord stream one doesn't return at all and we will see zero throughout summer which would basically potentially cause further increases in prices and potential escalation around European gas security.
1: Right. And it's on that concern that there's been a lot of news. Many people listening to this podcast might actually be quite concerned by what they're reading in the papers. But I think it's worth bearing in mind, isn't it, that there have always been contingency arrangements in the event of a gas or power emergency uh, affecting interconnectors and and cross-border trade and so on. So it's not strange to to find governments having a look at that. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. In fact, you might draw some comfort from the fact that they're they're thinking about this well ahead. And part of that, of course, is making sure there's enough gas in storage. So what's what's the situation there? restocking
0: there are lots of headlines of course Germany has entered into stage two and uh, many users started to get worried whether that means immediate supply interruption it doesn't it's a preparation and sort of a headline towards Worsening situation, but at the moment it only means that there are some clauses that would potentially allow suppliers to increase the costs and pass on the increased costs onto the customers. And some countries are, for example, also asking users to try to moderate their usage to, to take off the pressure from the gas system. At the moment, it still does not mean that gas is being cut to industrials as we speak.
1: No, although there's uh, quite a significant demand response, isn't there, in energy intensive industries and elsewhere and and certainly in power generation with gas prices at their current level, there's a very strong incentive uh, not to consume it if you don't have to. Um, So what's the demand outlook looking like for gas and has, has warmer weather helped dampen it down?
0: Um, I wouldn't say that weather has had any significant impact at the moment. Uh, what I would mention is, and this is sort of repetition of what we were mentioning around March time when the conflict broke in uh, Ukraine. At the time, many industrials were mentioning that an extended period of gas prices at around 130 euros per megawatt hour would cause some sort of demand destruction, not on the basis that gas would be cut off, but some industrials might choose to turn off and wait for better gas price conditions
1: well they're having a bit of a wait at the moment aren't they uh, let's let's see what emerges over the weeks and months ahead and turning now to, to oil situation rather different I gather in the oil market. but price is still relatively high I think
0: they are off the peak and they are off the bottom uh, oil is trading the range I would say that all the upsides that we are seeing are impact of uh, expectations of the tighter market given that chinese demand is picking up and there are very limited options for opec and opec plus to boost the boost the output it's fairly range amount movement driven by headlines
1: Right. And um, I suppose a a commodity we probably ought to spend more time talking about, uh, carbon, because the sustainability agenda is still very much with us, uh, despite all the coal burning that's going on in Europe and elsewhere at the moment. Carbon prices, where are they trading at the moment and what's the market feel about where they might be going?
0: So following the successful vote on the ETS reform, uh, we didn't see a big um, response in carbon. Uh, To a certain extent, I do believe that the positive outcome has been priced in. So the near term, I don't want to say downside, but maybe more range bound move uh, based on the fact that there is a potential that more uh, carbon certificates will be released and the talks about uh, market intervention are still on the table. Longer term, the. Contracts for the future years for carbon have increased on the basis that from 2024 the speed of the removal of carbon EOR certificates will increase. Apart from yesterday's move, we've seen carbon moving range bound and hovering around 85 euros per tonne, which is the 50 days moving average longer term expectation or the expectation for the coming weeks or months uh, is that we could see potential upside mainly on the basis that given that the gas is so expensive and there are worries about the physical availability, we are likely to burn more coal which would call for a higher compliance uh, buying.
1: I'm sure that's a, a very personal comment I and mean, I can't see how the pressure is going to go away on the carbon market unless there's political intervention to bring down prices and artificially increase supply for precisely the reasons you say. And it's not just that there's a lot of coal burning going on instead of gas, um, despite the renewables renewable fleet running running as fast as it can, there's, there's been problems with the French nuclear fleet, haven't there? And so the, the situation on the power markets uh, has not, not been terribly happy. And what, what is the latest on that?
0: Power prices, let's split it between spot and forward. So spot prices are high in Europe, combination of low uh, nuclear in France and underperforming wind, especially over past week and of course expensive gas as always. In terms of the forward market, calendar 23 prices continue continue to rally and continue to reach new highs nearly every day. The slightly maybe better news are on the curve and at the end of the curve. So calendar 24 and calendar 25 that are actually showing significant value and significant discount, the backwardation window is widening. Uh, We are looking at prices closely and we're tracking those moves. From technical point of view, we can advise that calendar 24 prices have actually retraced 61.8% of their recent increase. So most of that increase that we saw in April got washed away and we do believe that those prices hold significant value.
1: Right, and, and you know, lastly, um, in in terms of uh, of what we might be expecting for the winter ahead, and and the sort of range of possibilities that might emerge. You know, what's your hunch to any anyone who's uh, con- concerned about the headlines they've seen, particularly on power and the, and the prospects of physical shortages? Because you know, c- seeing price volatilities is evidence that markets are working actually in certain respects. Uh, should we draw some comfort from that?
0: Good question. The good news is that European gas storage is at 57 percent full, and despite the issues that we've discussed in the beginning of the podcast around Nord Stream One and Lower LNG, we are still injecting at two uh, terawatt hours a day which is a significant uh, speed although slightly lower comparing to first half of uh, June when Nord Stream 1 was still flowing full. As I said everything will depend on what happens after 21st of July. Uh, Some news of course headlines drive this market and sentiment drives this market. With 57% of gas in storage, I see that we should be able to get through this winter, even if there were further uh, supply interruptions. That's also the view of various other analysts. But the main headline that I saw over a few days ago is that some analysts are actually starting to worry around next winter. This will mean two things. Your backwardation in the market could go away if calendar 24 prices start picking up that discount and that uh, year-on-year saving that some customers are looking at to offset the bad year that's ahead of them could go away.
1: Well, thank you, Petro, for explaining that. It looks like uh, maybe things aren't quite as bad as some headlines suggest for the winter coming, uh, but they're non-trivial issues and the problems could be with us for some time to come, uh, extending into next year. So thank you for taking us through all that. If you'd like to find out more, have a look at our website, alphanergygroup.com forward slash UK and look at our reports there and do listen out for another podcast to gain from us soon.